Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about our How to Charge a Client Guide, our 54-page digital download book that will teach you how to secure more money from your clients. From working with local businesses to some of the biggest celebrities and brands in the world, I will teach you everything I've learned about charging my clients over the past 10 plus years of my career as a freelance creator. In this guide, I walk through the process of charging clients step by step, explaining exactly how I analyze, negotiate, and land higher paying job opportunities. If you're interested in making more money as a creator, head over to shopbwnc.com and get the guide now. And we are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black Window Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation inspiration i'm your host ben haggerty aka ben real verse world this is my correspondent across the pond david malave what up dave what's happening chatting through zoom avi uh quarantine vibes um now today 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 we uh hit up our community like mad last minute and we asked anyone to send us a video with a question that they would want us to talk about for this morning roast episode and we got one shout out to sydney uh conrad for submitting a, a video so let's let's play it and see what our question is this question applies to entrepreneurship or just making moves in general more specifically asking what skills do you rely on to keep you moving forward with your aim and your goals that is a good question. Um, we're going to answer that question and dive into what we believe is like the number one most overlooked skill for creators. But if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever created, right? Motherfucking To be honest, the number one skill that I think that everyone should focus on, and I think Dave will agree with me on this, is your relationships. Having powerful relationships is the only key, in my opinion, that you can have outside of being good at what you do. Like that's first and foremost, you should be continuously working on that. But sometimes it isn't about how good you are at something it's more about the relationships. And I would say when I got started, um, I was super, I wasn't great at filmmaking. I wasn't a good photographer, whatever you, whatever career point I was trying to pivot in. But like I knew how to be friendly and make good relationships and good genuine, uh, genuine connections with people to the point where I was able to utilize that skill set to put myself in rooms that would allow me to develop as a creative. If that makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Um, for me, it's like, how can you use the relationship port part of your life um, to get access to projects and things that are going to really make you have impact in your life? And for me, even early on, it was like on a local scale, like back when I was doing music and shit, 
it was always, oh man, all right, we want to play shows, right? We were rapping. We want to play shows. We want to open up for these big artists. These big artists are coming through um, the Midwest all the time. And we want to open up for them in Minneapolis. We want to open up for them in Iowa. We want to open up for them in Chicago, whatever. How do we do that? And then the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, we could message the artist, but I'm like, the artist doesn't have anything to do with that. Who has something to do with that? And then you start looking into it and you realize there's a promoter and there's a booking agent and the booking agent is talking to promoters. And those are the two people that potentially could wiggle you into a space. So now we're sitting here saying, who's the promoters that are booking these big shows? All right, it's this guy. All right, cool. I'm going to start going to those shows and try to find him at the shows. I want to, I'm going to shows specifically to find this person. You know what I mean? Mad creepy. But at the same time, I was coming at it from a (laughs) humble tip of like, yo, that's the person I need to know to get on stage. And it was dope because that was always my goal. I remember it being my goal back when I was making music was like, we need to know that one person Um, and I know that'll change our life. And eventually I got through to him, like through a friend who was connected to that person who knew him somehow got me on an email chain where I was able to say, yo, what's up, blah, blah, this is what we do and shoot my shot, you know? And I stayed, you know, persistent with it and just would follow up every once in a while. Hey, hey, hey. And out of nowhere, one night I remember getting a text and it was from the dude and he was like, yo, uh, got a show for you you know, you could open up for, I think it was XV. Do you remember XV? Yeah. Hell yeah. So awesome. We, he had that, he had that track. Awesome. Yeah. Remember? So fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he had like Rex Arrow did his videos too. So I was like, Oh shit. XV is the shit. And I remember he hit us up and was like, yo, do you guys want to play this show? You just have to sell tickets. And that was like, that was like pretty normal for artists. Like at, if you were on the come up, you had to sell tickets. And I was like, all right. So we would, you know, how many tickets we got to sell? We got to sell 30 tickets to be able to open up for 20 minutes before this guy plays, right? So we started hustling. We had everybody on, you know, 20, that was easy. Sell 30 tickets was easy. And that was like our bare to entry. And then slowly that relationship grew to the point where he would hit us up and be like, yo, um, I got three shows with this group Time Flies, who we've had Cal on the, Cal's the singer of Time Flies. We've had him on the podcast before. We have three shows for them. Do you guys want to do those three shows? We need like support. Um, on all three of those shows. We had two in Iowa, one in it, uh, like outside Chicago. And we were like, yeah, what do we have to pay to, play? you know what I mean? Like how many tickets, we don't know if we can sell tickets in Illinois. We don't really know if we have fans there. And he's like, nah, I got you. Like, I just want you guys to be on this and, and attempt it. And so there it like started growing where he was giving us access to things without making us do some of the, you know, the shit that they would make beginners do. It's no different than t- doing an internship and working for free. He would make us sell tickets to help him guarantee his shows. So like that, relationship went so far to the point where Cal became a really close friend. I mean, he's been on the podcast. This, this was like seven years ago. You know what I mean? Eight years, nine years ago, almost that he, I used to follow, you know, play with him and it changed our lives. So to me, I know there's a long way to explain it, but I've always valued relationships. I've always tried to make sure I was the most friendly person, the most um, genuine person, the most hardest working person in the room to become an asset to all these people Um, even that first night playing with time flies, I remember Cal, they were like, yo, we want to shoot a music video. And at this time they were putting videos on YouTube, getting millions of views. And we're like, Oh shit. Like they want to do a music video. All right, cool. I'm like, yo, my guy's here. He's shooting videos for me. He's really good. Like he could do it for you. Like, Oh really? All right, cool. And it was like some remix with some big DJ. And they're like, you guys, yeah, let's talk to him. And they, 
you know, the manager talked to him and they booked my homie. Then my homie went to the hotel and then they're like, Hey, you guys want to pull up? And so we're like, yeah. So we like went to the hotel and even then we were like, didn't know how many people we should bring in. We had the squad of like six in the car with all our shit. And then me and Bai were like, we, we got to go up there. Cause we're like the two lead guys. We're like, let's just go up there. So we go up there and we just like feel it out. And then eventually we're like, yo, come up to the room. And like everyone came up and everyone vibed. And that's how the relationship really escalated because I was able to find a way to use a, what I do and what we do to like give it to them in a situation where they didn't have access. You know what I mean? To me, I don't know. That just, that's one good example from a long time ago where, where I realized the power of relationships. No, I I love that, bro. I think that that's super key. And where that, that that loops in with me and it's obviously like my story comes like the, the crux of my story comes with the relationship I built with you. Right. And it was like, I always understood that from the jump. And I think it is the most viable skill that's elevated me because it's like you go, if you just go hard for relationships in the sense of like really like developing genuine, like a friendship with people because in the creative industry, like, and Greg said it in his podcast, we just had him on like quarantine and chill like two weeks ago. And he said like, you know, talking about producers that they'll always hire the most pleasant person over the most talented. Right. Mm -hmm. And for being around you, it was like when I was working with you, it was like always, how do I become the most valuable person? But also how do I become a, like, I wanted to be your friend, right? And by becoming your friend and having your back and, and going hard for you in terms of like what work needed to be done and just, just grinding, then I became a person that you wanted to look out for and you cared about my success, which means you were willing to stick your hand out and hand me opportunities. Right. And I feel like that's similar to that promoter is like, you know what I mean? You didn't come out. If you came at him all salesy, like, yo, get us on stage, whatever. But I guarantee you just became friends with that guy to the point where he cared about putting you guys on in a way that would elevate you. Right. right. And I feel like, especially in the creative industry, like people, the creative, like just people in general, producers, especially they hire people that they're, that are, are pleasant and they love to work with that they mm. connect with personally. Right. And my goal always is when I step on set or when I step on a job, like I want to make relationships with the people that are on set because number one, that's the most valuable thing you can do. But number two, they'll always hire you back. And that should be the goal. I feel like when you work with someone, if they hire you again, I think you did your job right. And that's how I keep elevating it in my mind. It's like all the opportunities that I've had up to this point have been because I was given an opportunity. I created a great relationship. I've made good by a relationship, delivered on time, was, was, consider it and you know what I mean? Did everything I could to make sure that person understood that I was a great person to work with. And through that you get hired again by that person. Right. And then through that gig, you meet another person and then that person takes you on another gig. And then there's like a web that happens. And I feel like, um, you know, people always say like, it's all about who you know. Right. And people say that in the sense of like, oh man, there's these like people at the top that I don't know. And this person knows him and that's why he gets to do that or she gets to do that. You know? And I feel like, it actually works like it's amazing the six degrees of separation type thing we talked about before on the podcast where you're so much closer than you think you are and the way that you get there to the people that you're really trying to connect with is through the people that you're meeting already you know what i mean like through the people you're working with right now if they really like genuinely connect with you they're going to recommend you to this person who's going to recommend you to this person who's going to put you on this job and before you know it you've made it like all the way there you know right. what i mean what's and a what's a good example uh, I feel like give a good example of a more recent connection you built and how you built it in your opinion, like for you, man, the first I mean, one that comes like, to my mind is, with- I don't know. Let me see. So 
so like this, let's take uh, there's a producer, uh, executive producer of Def Jam named Remy, right? And Andrew. At where? Say again. At where? Uh, Def Jam Records label. Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you because I was just. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll just give this example because this is this is something that um, is even different because we created a relationship before I even met her in person. You know what I mean? Like Andrew, Andrew threw my name out to her. Andrew she Sandler, was the, shout out. Andrew Sandler, shout out Andrew, thank you. Uh, threw my name out to her and she texted, she texted me one time and, and just needed content, right? Or whatever. And of course I'm like, cool, I don't even, I'm texting Andrew, like, who is this? And she's like, oh, trust me, this is, uh, this is Remy from Def Jam. Like, she, she's, she got a lot of work. Like, um, I'm like, okay, cool. So even over text, like, I'm, devel- I'm starting to develop a relationship with her because I'm like, I know this could be a valuable uh, person to know, right? So it's like, she would hit me and, you know, she hit me for the first, for the first job and I jumped on it. Rate wasn't like, I, I, you know, came down on the rate for her or whatever, but it's like, cool, shoot the, shoot the, the video, make connections with the commissioner or whatever, turn the video around in two days or date, like as literally as quick as possible. Right. And then, you know, thank you so much. Just this value in the relationship, staying in contact. And then it's like, throw you another job and you, you kill that one, throw you another job, you kill that one. And I remember like what's crazy is that, you know, okay, maybe the first couple of jobs I'm working with like smaller artists that I didn't know or whatever, but before you know it, it's like, she's hit me like, Hey, you know, we, yo, are you available? Like, I remember we were in the office. It was like 4 PM. Yo, you available? Uh, you know, we got a studio session with Travis Scott tonight. Would you like to shoot it? And I'm like, yes. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. in that sense, it's crazy because I think in those small jobs, you might be like, oh, you know, it's this artist, it's that artist. Like, it's not that flashiness, you know, oh, cool, I, I toured Beyonce, whatever. Like, but you care about coming through for that person, for that producer, right? Like, oh, you know, you may turn a, de- a job down because you think like, oh, that's, maybe that's not enough pay or like that job isn't like gonna put me on that much. But what matters more than like the name value of the content you're shooting or like the people that you're working for, it's the connection, like coming through for the producer who's hiring you, coming through for like the connection that's getting you on right. is what got what gets you to the point of like where you realize like, damn, like, you know, I've worked with Travis before, but <clears throat> I'm even close, like I'm right there, like right. right there at this door. And it's, you don't know how you, you can be that close, but it's through the person that just hits you up in a way and you don't even know that especially with music because if you work with one person they're on a label which means they're in contact with this person who manages that artist who also manages this other artist and music is what I'm talking about but that mm-hmm. works for everything yeah you know, that's like, why I, I knew you would bring that up because I feel like that's one of the most valuable assets you developed in the last year and what I like is the fact that when when it comes down to it, your goal is to overachieve and make sure you you fucking crush immediately for that person because you hear through the grapevine. All right, cool. This is who that person is. You do your research. Okay, this person's uh fucking on you know at the top at Def Jam and, and could influence my life in a big way, but that person doesn't know you and doesn't owe you shit. You know what I mean? They don't know you and owe you shit. Um. Sorry, I don't. I thought the sum was glitching, but they don't know you. Oh, you shit! And in my opinion, um, the biggest move is how can I be readily available, ready to go, ready to pull the trigger at any given time at the highest value that I can output. You know what I mean? And by doing that, you earn their trust by being available, by pushing it, by dealing with sometimes their rate constrictions or right. the amount of time they need you or the you know whatever it may be. You find a way to get through that to the point where they will then value you 
and with that value, put respect on your name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because at a certain point, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to demand anything when no one knows you. And in this, in this case, it's like you, how do you build that relationship? There's so many different ways. I mean, you could, you could do it that way where you, you finally got someone to give you a job. I think some people may be dealing with the problem of, well, how do I get the job? You know what I mean? Like that's cool that you got the job, but some people can't get the job. So then how do they build a relationship with someone like that person at Def Jam or that, you know, director who put you on to the person that was at the the label? How, How do you get that relationship going? And I think it goes as far as just reaching out and finding creative ways to reach out. So however it is, whether it's the music producer or the music promoter in Iowa that I was trying to befriend to the top label executive at a label, it's like, how do you how do you really get in their door and how can you stand out? How can you put yourself in those environments? And I think there's one funny thing that just for me fucking loving YouTube and shit, (laughs) there's that kid. I sent you a video that he, he's made it like his entire quest on his YouTube channel to get Logan Paul to hire him somehow. Like, and so to, to get this guy to hire him. And the only reason he's doing this is because he, he heard Logan casually mention this on the podcast that he has, um, that millions of people listen to casually mentioned that they were looking for editors. So he's like, Oh, I want to be the editor. So he, he, he went a, a step above showing his reel and showing like a resume. He wanted to like hand deliver his resume in person. So he found ways to get access to Logan without like being a creep, but like getting into places that he's like, Oh, this dude's going to be here. So I'll fly across the country and I'm going to try to get into that place that he's going to be at and find this creative way to get in front of him, to show him that I like mean business, that I am a, a product of what I say I am. And I can really go through and pull, pull all the stops to be able to go the extra mile for you to, to get hired, which is low key, the fi- most fire way to like build a YouTube channel. And he's yeah. Now, that's obviously the most extreme of possible he's, ways. He's now going to become a, he's, he's now going to become his own YouTuber and not need Logan, but like he went above and beyond. That's no different than you going to be like, you know, back in the time I remember being willing to, uh, fly. Like I was flying all over the place with my homie, Travis, who was on the, who's been on the podcast, Travis Lloyd. And I remember coming out to LA, working with Andrew, getting my first chance on set, getting my first opportunity to shoot behind the scenes for some music video leaving and being like on this all time high, like that was cool. And then that was kind of like my entry level to like, here's some footage, hopefully you like it. And then for Andrew to say, yo, I love that. It would be awesome to have this all the time. Like, dude, you need to come back out here. And I'm like, I don't live there though. Like that shit's expensive. I don't have any money. Like fuck. And then the next time it comes around and it's like, yo, can you come out to, uh, to LA again? Like to shoot this, another behind the scenes video when they say that, and I can, and I say, no, I'm hurting my relationship. So I had to adjust my entire life to be able to not hurt that one relationship. I was really betting on that one relationship. Like he really, he sees something in me. Somehow I was able to get his attention and he believes in me or whatever it may be. I need to change everything about what I'm doing to be in the position to be around him. Same with the TDE story, but that's all, you know, it's a similar, similar story, but it's like, how, how can I do that to the point where I moved my whole life to sleep on a floor just to be near these people and readily available to go when they say go, you know what I mean? And I think that that's just, we're not saying they have to do all these extreme shit things to fucking. No, cause I think, I think it's, yeah, obviously you, you if you know the person you want to reach out to and your person you want to be connected with, there's ways that you can create try to get yourself in the, in the door to create a relationship. But mm-hmm. even then, like, I remember we had a morning roast before it was like relationships over connections. Right. And I feel like a lot of times it's like, Oh, I need to know this person. But I feel like 
And it's something I've learned from you too, is like just the people around you though. Like if you're like, oh, that's that person, that person does this and that. You always like, and not even in a jaded way, but you, what I would, observing you, you would always be scheming, but in a way of like, oh, you know what? That's a good person to know mm-hmm. because he's worked with this and that, or he know he he knows that person and then that person knows that person, right? right? And yeah. you would be like, you might go over and be like, yo, what's up? Like, how you doing, man? Oh, great job or whatever. You see this shit I just made or whatever it is, right? But like- right the people around you are the ones that create the network effect. I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you, if you know where you're going, then you can start nurturing relationships to get you there. But it's always like in a genuine way where if you're always focused on, Oh, I don't know anyone and I want to get over there. It's like, how do you get there? Well, there's people in between to get you there, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you, I feel like a lot of this creative stuff is, is really momentum based and snowball. And there's like a snowball effect to it where it's like, uh, the more you nurture relationships around you and take opportunities that are being given to you, mm-hmm. then the more people are recommending you and then you're getting further along the chain. And then when you keep your head down and focus, then you realize you're moving in the way that you're wanting to go anyways. Right. And that's how, at least I've tried to move is like, yeah, maybe I want to do this, but here's these people right here in my life that are offering me opportunities. Let me make sure that I'm, they fuck with me heavy and they're, they, they trust me. And then through that, I'm going to move forward. You know, I don't right. know. No, that's like, great. Shit. I think hopefully this makes sense. I know we're kind of repeating <laughs> ourselves, I, I, but I'll repeat it. I'll do it again. I'll do another episode on this tomorrow because I can give you a million examples of how relation. And I know Dave can do the same thing. We can give you a million examples of how relationships have changed and altered our lives in, in our careers, how I've leveled it up. Not even just for work, like access to shit it, that just makes you happy. Like, it could be as simple as me now knowing someone who knows how to fucking surf and I just had to like become friends with them and then now they're going to teach me how to surf and that could be something that I do now on a weekly basis out here in LA that makes me feel like I'm meditating or some shit and changes my mindset and makes my makes me live a better life or some shit or camping or whatever the fuck it be. But like there's so many things that you can do and it's all about your relationship. So just think about how how you were able to get from A to Z on every scenario in your life and then rework, re or what's the, what's the word? Like reverse engineer that shit to like figure out how that came to be. And if you're like able to be like, Oh cool. One time I got, uh, I bought a new car and the dealer gave me a discount. How did I get that discount? Well, it's because I built friends with this person. I reached out to this person. I offered them something in exchange, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's how you, how you get shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's just really how you get shit. It's a terrible way to end this shit, but whatever. I mean, I think, I think, you know, one thing not to be overlooked, like, of course you gotta be you gotta, you gotta be ill with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it still comes down to, you gotta be, you gotta have skills, right? Right. You gotta be talented. But right. like, I think the point of this is like, you know, if that question was asked and we were like, oh, well you gotta be, you gotta learn how to, you know, composition is the key. It's like, it is like, that's a key. You gotta know Monkey. how to shoot. You gotta know right. how to des- like, if you're a designer, you gotta know, you gotta understand symmetry, you understand colors, you gotta understand whatever. Right. But like in terms of, and her question was, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur, right. And making moves that is, I think this is the, the most viable thing. It's, it's create genuine relationships with the people that you work with, because that's going to take you far. Right. And no, I love that. Yo, if you want to ask us a question on this podcast ever, feel free to shoot the video <laughs> on your phone or what, however you film the video, but shoot the video over to our email blackwindowcream at gmail.com. Just shoot us a video, say question for the morning roast. And, uh, we'll try to get you up here on the, on the screen so we can do that. I also want to apologize and Dave, this is news to you, but I realized that for some reason it stopped recording right at the beginning. So we don't have video for the first half of this, which is all right. 
we'll just put the morning roast logo up there for our YouTube people and then see us are later people, on. There are people just like, uh, yeah, I guess whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> um, lastly, shout out to Sydney Conrad for asking a great question and shout out to our editor, Darren Conrad for editing this. Are they siblings? No idea. We'll find out in the next episode. Uh, that's it, right? Is there anything else? Not Check out last week's episode. Chill quarantine Sunday. chill. Yeah. Quarantine chills, uh, coming out every Sunday. We got a new episode coming out this Sunday. Uh, with a couple of select guests that I'm not going to tell you yet in case they don't confirm. <laughs> and then it's different people. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a few days. You bitch. <laughs>